0: You are listening to another episode of Pastors of Pain County, that is, we are two priests here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, America, and we are bringing you the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We air uh, on Sunday mornings at 10:30 on Pete 94.3 and AM 780 in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Woop woop. And we also have a podcast, which is available on iTunes, which is available on the St. Francis Xavier SoundCloud account, Uh sfxstillwater.org, and Spotify. We're there, there? baby. We're there. How'd you get it on there? Did you lie to them and tell them we're good? I got my ways. You lied to them. They require five episodes. That's it? And we're now past that. Really? So yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. I'm here with my co-host, my friend. My brother priest, my neighbor In slash my casa. roommate. Not, we're not roommates. I know we're not roommates. We're not, but but it it people
1: sounds, think we have bunk beds. Like, oh, is it a rectory to priest have bunk beds? We do not like, have bunk beds. This is not a British Everyone sailing ship. Everyone has their own room. I'm still wounded. We can go to our
0: corners. Yeah. What is your name? Oh, hey, hi. Father Carrie J. Wakulich. Yes, and we are uh, we are the pastors of Payne County, Oklahoma,
1: exactly
0: uh, here in Stillwater, and we're loving it. Life is good. Uh, summertime coming to a dramatic oh. close. School about to start. The students of Oklahoma State about to return. Trickling back in traffic. traffic Walmart is about, to is about to be in. Invaded. Infested? Is that what you said? I was going to say infested, but <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. And I didn't say it. You said it. I did. Why well, I don't do you think so anywhere. lowly of students? Well, they,
1: it's uh, the chief complaint of the people of Stillwater is traffic. And it goes,
0: you know. Come you, on. <laughs> When was I driving? People in of Stillwater. What was I driving? Get in Houston? it together. And it was I love you. <laughs> I love you, but get it together, people. It was
1: there's a highway in Houston. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm from it, Houston. It's like 12 lanes yes. wide going south yes. and 12 lanes yep. going north. Yep. I think that is torture. I could never live in a place like yep. that. I love Stillwater because. I can get anywhere in 8 to 10 minutes. Oh, it's the best. Except- It's glorious. Except Miller and Knobloch's the worst. You can't get anywhere. There's a couple lights, Duck and Miller, and that light is so slow. Not- Brown's Bottle Shag down the street, that light there at Miller and- What is that? What is that? Jessica help. Main. Main?
0: Main Street? Main, Yeah. Yeah. That thing
1: is terrible because you can't make a left-hand turn when cars are coming across. And That's then should, true. And you, it's also the straight and the left-hand I'm turn. I'm feeling of you.
0: Yes. That is my I pain. I have compassion. I am suffering with you. Oh, compassion. Compassion. Misericordiae, you're, you're sorrowful from the heart. So we live here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, also known as the 10th largest city in Oklahoma. Are you serious? Yeah. No way. It is. It is. Did you find it this is. out on our uh, drive on Wikipedia? When I learned, when the bishop told me that I was moving to Stillwater, I did extensive Wikipedia research on the city of Stillwater. And? And that's when I learned that it's the 10th largest city in Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. We'll, I'll have to give you some other interesting Stillwater-Payne County stats, because they're out there, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we are the Pastors oh. of Payne. We're, we're glad to be here. We've got this little radio show. we got some people listening. We're glad you're listening. Um whatever station you might be listening, we're glad you're here.
1: Welcome back, doo Uh Robert Williams told me, you know, our former student at uh, Bishop Kelly told me I should sing more often. He thinks
0: it's uh, it's oppressive. You're that you tell me a liar. Hey,
1: he did. Okay. I'm gonna call him up.
0: Robert would never say that.
1: You're lying. Robert has a
0: high a high character and morals. <laughs> I think he'd also be a good priest. Did I just say that on there? Yeah. Just, I, I did. I just said that on there. Take that, Robert. Yeah. Well, we do have... We should do a whole show on guys we think who should be priests and just make it public. <laughs> Let's just call them out. <laughs> well, we have three guys from oh.
1: Stillwater that are uh, saying to be priests. Shane. Shane Houston. Eston Blair. Eston Blair. And... Um, Michael Martin. Michael Martini. Yeah. Michael... Yep. Uh, Martin. Martin. Michael Martin. Yeah. He's down... So where, where's he studying Italian? That uh, is too good of a gig. When these guys go to know. the North American College it's a good game. in Rome, they have to go, oh, I need to go study Italian for a month. I, can you say linguini? Yes, you're good. Vino? I yeah, you're good.
0: No, well, they got to be able to celebrate. Pater Noster?
1: You're good. Some
0: of them go to class in Italian. Yikes. I That I would not want to do. Yikes. So we're coming up uh, on the end of the summer. School's about to don't start. Don't talk about the end of the summer, please. And what we thought we would talk about today is none other than than your prayer life and how much it stinks. My prayer life. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. Why do you do you have a guilty conscience? I now I do. I think you do, because I talked about prayer life and 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 chances are the people listening to this prayer life that your this prayer life this radio show <laughs> your prayer life is probably not as good as it should be. In wow. fact, a lot of you listening, your prayer life stinks. That you. I'm just you're, saying, and you know who you are. <laughs> You know who you are, and right when I said that, Father Carey, <laughs> I think his conscience is did
1: summertime summertime's stuff. I was talking to my spiritual director, uh, and we, just, we were just talking about like daily prayer life during the summertime, and he always makes excuses for me. It's it is hard because there's so many things to do, and, and, and the day hard? is so cross. cross. Oh, you went there. I did. <laughs> the Every time
0: I used to, you know, yeah, when he's like, "Oh, this is so hard. I can't fast from that." Uh,
1: the cross. I love that there's Jesus is on it. Cause I'm always reminded like, not only did he die, he suffered. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Can't put
0: him away with this. Shout out to the Catholic church for putting Jesus on the cross. But,
1: uh, well, I don't know if we, we put didn't put you. him there, but we do in our <laughs> churches
0: and our homes and our schools. We have not just a cru- not just a cross, but a but a crucifix. Yeah. Jesus on the cross. So we want to talk about about prayer and kind of hopefully maybe tell you a little bit about our own prayer lives, as imperfect as they are, uh, and then maybe just get, kind of give you some resources for your own prayer life. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people, you know, we have obviously have the, our formal prayers. We have the the rosary, and we'll talk about that. We have the, you know the liturgy, the, the, of the hours, liturgy of the hours, the mass, of course, the perfect prayer, but um. There, there's so much more out there that a lot of people don't know. So tell us uh, what do you read what are you reading right now? What's 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 in the what's in the hopper Ooh. in the in the Wakulich world okay, of spiritual so, reading.
1: So I I mean, yes, we have to pray the liturgy of the hours, which is called the prayer of the church. And those office of readings, those are just readings from the office of Glorious. readings are really good. St. Augustine a couple of weeks ago about not only should you love Those people who, you know, are far away from the Christian faith, but you should cry in sorrow that they're not one with you. And so that um, spiritual reading, I'm reading Theology for Beginners, a modern classic by Frank Sheed.
0: I love Frank Sheed.
1: And, And so what I love about reading is Frank Sheed's awesome. He was a 1900s... English, 20, nine, yeah, 1900s. Yeah, yeah. English, and he Layman, went to Hyde Park. Layman, Layman, Layman yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he went to Hyde Park, and he would just give theological lectures in the park, and people would just listen to him all the
0: time. He's awesome.
1: Okay, so what? I, okay, Teresa of Avila is one of my favorites, my favorite saints because she does this thing. She talks about like the evolution of her prayer life that she has meditation on the scriptures she has lexio divina she has images and painting she sits in front of and meditates on she has spiritual reading and silence so yeah, you gotta have them both you gotta have this whole spectrum of things because sometimes you're you, you sit down to like to read the scriptures and you just start like okay the scriptures all the, they are the word of god and it's just not doing it for me today. Mm-hmm. And so to take actually a passage like the calling of Matthew, the tax collector, and like looking at a painting of the calling of Matthew, the tax Carvaggio. collector. Caravaggio. Caravaggio is awesome. That beautiful image of Caravaggio. Like you see, you see the hand of Jesus is actually the same hand that is in the Sistine Chapel like god who created mm. man out of nothing man and woman out of nothing is the same one that hand who's calling matthew so that
0: and then i'm i'm reading frank frank sheed lay frank? catholic apologist if you seriously if you've never read any frank sheed yeah double recommendation double from recommendation. The pastors of pain it, it, so i'm just trying to like theology insanity is one of his books theology yeah. of, uh, for beginners is a book the Map of Life? Ooh, I've heard that. Map good. of Life is it's and it's actually pretty thin. It's not it's not thick, and no. it is readable. Yeah, readable real, real people, good. check it real, out.
1: Real, really good. So he's got this line. Uh, about spiritual reading, this is why I'm encouraging you know spiritual reading, theological reading, reading uh, you know the church fathers, uh, a reading you know
0: Clement, uh, the Shepherd of Hermes, and even like and even and even modern, I mean re- writings Benedict, of, writings of John Paul the Paul the Sixth, Pope Francis, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, even these like so much there more uh, this modern Catholic
1: uh, apologist and writers Peter uh, Kreeft, I love yeah. What's the uh, Sarah Swafford has got st- real good stuff. The Cotters, uh, Kevin and Lisa Cotter. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. They, wrote, they co-wrote a book on Pope Francis and different sayings of Pope Francis. Brilliant. Mm. So Tell us he, this quote. This quote. This book will be concerned with theology as the meeting the twofold need. One, the need of our own souls for the food and the light and the love of God, mm-hmm. which the great dogmas bring with them, and the need of men— all about us, a need which can only be met only if we meet it. This contact with millions outside the church and communicating the truth can flow normally through personal contact. So he's talking about like taking in things to feed the soul, to nourish the soul, spiritual reading, the scriptures, so that you can then give it away. Like that's the purpose of it, yeah. Is to then share the gospel with other people, share your faith life with other people.
0: Um, John Paul II called it, if I'm referring to it correctly, called it the law of the gift, and that is uh, Bishop Robert Barron talks a lot about it too, and that is that it that it's not you're not really living your life unless your life is being given away, okay. Um, and that, I mean, so that it's meant the gospel is not meant. I mean, it is meant for you. Father Carey, and it's meant for everyone listening out there. Yeah, yeah. But it's also meant for the for the person that you work with, and for the person in your family, and for the person you know, for the person that you ran into at the store today. It's meant for all of those people, um, and it's meant to be given away. And and that you're able to do that when your prayer life is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, if your if your prayer life is not strong, you're gonna you're gonna be able to kind of putz along. You're going to be able to kind of go, but you're, but you're working off fumes. Yeah. You're working off fumes, as opposed to working with a full tank of gas and, and, and all the kind of the power that God really desires to give each one of us.
1: Yeah, so we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about, what was that last week? Uh, I've, I've slept. Recently. F- recently. Uh, about having structure in your life. And having order and virtue and habits And one of the habits even for prayer I mean, so like the Liturgy of the Hours You know, in seminary As priests Just even praying the Liturgy of the Hours At the same time The, so- the book of the Psalms uh, that's it's so great to have that because you can just bust it open, and you can start with "Oh God, you are my God; for you I long; for you my soul is
0: thirsting; my body pines for you like, like a dry, weary land without water."
1: And it just comes out of your mouth, and it reminds you of what you're what you're about. So that the liturgy of the hours, I think, is a, is a great gift. I, I know a couple that they they read they take one of the psalms from the liturgy of the hours, and the, the two readings from the office, and that is their prayer time to together Wonderful. and individually.
0: Yeah, I think there's a misconception specifically about the liturgy of the hours. And if you don't know what we're talking about, look look it up because I mean it's not it's 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 a it's a it's a Catholic thing, but a lot of people don't know about it. There's a, there's a misconception that the liturgy of the hours is only for priests and religious, Priest and, religious. Hey, it and it's not it's the prayer of the church so priests and religious are are bound to to pray it um, but it is meant for and, and we know you and I both we know a lot of lay people who pray and use the Liturgy of the hours individually as a couple um, some people don't do the whole thing they might just pray morning prayer and evening prayer but what a it's a beautiful thing to pray with your family to pray with your spouse uh-huh. and to pray alone.
1: What 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 are we talking about? I f- I forgotten. Are we about talking prayer. about prayer or are yeah. we talking about structure
0: of living? No, we're talking about prayer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's that's good. I asked so couple things of like of ways right. we're giving trying to give people resources well, of ways to oh, pray.
1: Uh, I mentioned the Magnificat uh, last week, I think. And the Magnificat's great because it has the a little meditation and it, has abridged liturgy the hours, and it has the daily reading. So this is like a it's like a
0: monthly Magnificat, a monthly Little book. Little booklet you can comes subscribe Comes out 12 times to. a year. You yeah. subscribe, I subscribe, my mom subscribes. Uh-huh. So it, it, even to
1: take the readings for daily mass and like read them before you go to bed at night together as a couple, that's how couples can, you know, put the scriptures into the mind and the, uh, or maybe you read them over dinner, read the gospel over dinner together uh, as part of a, um, as part of the family life. Uh, also, the, I think that you know, even like the daily rosary. The other rosary is incredible, beautiful, because it's a meditation on all of salvation history with Jesus, to Jesus through Mary.
0: And I think there's also there's a I think the rosary is 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 used a lot more than say liturgy of the hours. Um, I think there are, there are, is is more accessible. A lot of people own their own rosaries. If you don't have a rosary, you have ten fingers. <gasps> I got one, um, and you can just you know and you can I'm use here. your use your fingers to to pray. But it, it is. It's an opportunity to meditate on the life of our Lord and to ask for the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, as we say in the Hail Mary, now and at the, and hour, at the of hour of our death. Amen. So beautiful. And so, and, you know, and so maybe there, I think there's probably some folks out there who would say, man, I can't I can't get through a whole rosary. There's not time. There's not. I break it up. I, yeah. I like when I drive,
1: the first five minutes of driving, I take a mystery of the rosary. So I do that there and back, mm-hmm. and then I take one during the one during the day, uh, one as I'm walking across campus, uh, one right before I have a meeting, and bam, there's my uh, I, yep. I pray my rosary like that. Uh, you know what I started taking up after being in Poland? John Paul II used to pray the Stations of the Cross every Friday. It's kind of Beautiful like fasting. Devotion. People are like, well, you I only have to fast from meat on Fridays during Lent. Yeah, You're like no. Canon law says you're supposed to fast for meat every Friday. You know what's also beautiful is praying the Stations of the Cross every Friday. Just walking into your local church, or if you're out driving, you know, pray them. You know, take a spit stop on the side of the road. Uh, or you don't have the, to be in a church. Yeah, it,
0: it, it helps.
1: Yeah, just to use the images. Yeah, every we all have these these awesome phones, and you can pick up the Stations
0: of the Cross pictures wherever yeah. you are. So, liturgy of the hours, rosary, uh, the stations of the cross. Um, I, I found not, it's, it's not a more in, in my life at the moment. I wish I, I, maybe it should be. Um, the chaplet of Divine Mercy um, is a wonderful devotion. Uh-huh. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Lexio Divina. Ooh. So, t- tell us, Father Kerry, what is what is that? That may be something that people have heard, but maybe don't know exactly yeah. what it is. The,
1: Lexio divina, and maybe we'll get into like. What does that mean? Like the maybe the Ignatian model of of meditating on the scriptures. So, lexio divina, holy reading. Lexio. I failed Latin twice, but I got this. Divina, holy, like lectors, yeah, a reading, holy reading. So, holy reading. So you take a a section of the scriptures, Uh,
0: small, Uh, even a small section. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I tell people to take their thumb and their index finger and extend them out on the scriptures. If you want the weekday readings like Amos, Hosea, the prophet Ezekiel, or the Gospel of Mark, which we're doing right now at Mass, you can take the readings for Sunday Mass and just open them up. And so, Lexio Divini, uh, Lexio Divina, starts off with basically inviting in the Holy Spirit, putting yourself in the presence of God and knowing His immense love for you, uh, and then allowing the mind to rest. And then just reading the scriptures, and you read them. I tell students to read them out loud so they actually hear the
0: words. I love that. Just hear the words. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. In, in the churches, in the mass, we don't at, at the time of the first reading or the gospel, we don't say, "Okay, now everybody, open your books, and silently read uh, the today's first reading." And then when everyone's done, please raise your hand. No, <laughs> a person. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a trained person gets up, there's a microphone so everybody can hear it. And and the and the word is proclaimed. Yeah. And exactly. some people do follow along, but in the in the church's history, that's a that's a new phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. The the word is meant to be heard and read, but especially within the mass, it's meant to be heard, heard proclaimed and heard. So I love that. Reading it, reading it, Read it and reading, reading it out loud, loud even if you're by, when you're by yourself. Right. Reading it out loud. And so this is the steps of Lectio Divina. Uh,
1: inviting in the Holy Spirit, making the presence of God. Uh, reading, it's, it, we use this thing called RAP, W-R-A-P. Um, write, reflect, apply, and pray. W-R-A-P, RAP. Write, reflect, apply, and pray. And I tell people to pre-wrap, mm. pray, read. Don't forget to read. And so you read, Pre- and then wrap. and then a word just jumps off the page. Like the word the other day that jumped off the page for me was authority. He gave them authority over unclean mm. spirits. I was like authority. So I just sat with that and I was like, okay, Jesus, this is where. Then you write and you reflect. The W R reflect. Like, what is authority, Jesus? And he's like, I've given my power to men so that they can help other people on the way to salvation. And as I I wrote that word down, authority, and I began to reflect, Jesus spoke. I've given my authority to others, to the church, so they can help people on the way to mm. salvation. So I reflected upon that and then I applied it to myself. I was like, okay, Jesus. You have given me this authority through my ordination to to absolve sins, to baptize, to confect the Eucharist, to change bread and wine into body and blood of of you, our Savior. And and so now, how how am I using that well? Am I being a minister of Mm, your grace? Beautiful. So then, and then I pray, Lord, help me to be a better minister of your grace. So then, you know, I I went on throughout that reading again, and I was like— Okay, I kept reading. So you just take like two to three minutes, maybe like seven to nine, ten minutes total of spending time meditating, uh, not meditating on the scriptures, but reading the scriptures, write, reflect, apply,
0: and pray. And I like think the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't. This doesn't take a degree in theology. This doesn't take. I mean, you just you need to be able to read. Yeah. and if you can't read. Then maybe somebody can read it to you or I mean, you can so, listen to it so it's not something I think so often in, in our spiritual lives we think that that the church's life of prayer and the, all the resources that the church gives us that they're somehow meant for just for kind of we professional you know the the, the priests and religious and they're not I mean the, no. all of these devotions have come in many cases from from the people Benedict. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. and and so to to be able to, for you all, our listeners, and this is true, I mean, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students, grad students, adults, young adults, parents, grandparents, these are very accessible ways for you to grow in your prayer life outside of Mass. Should you come to Mass every Sunday? Yes, you better believe it. You better be there. Holy Day of Obligation, every Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead. Come celebrate. But what about in between? What about in between? And I think you'll also find if you take some of these devotions, if, you're, if your prayer life during the week is strong, you're also going to yeah, find your precisely. experience of the Mass is so much better. If you've read the readings in a prayerful way, as you were just describing, Father Carrie, if you've read the readings ahead of time, um, when you hear them at Mass, you're going to hear new things. They're going to pop. Right. As opposed to what happens a lot of times is you're just coming in cold. Maybe you're coming in late. And listening you're, to music, driving, kids yeah, are crying, and so your mind is not in a good spot for a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The, the spirit of the Lord, Lord is upon <laughs> me, and you know the Lord has anointed me. And you're going to be like, ah, okay, what? Move it along, man. Move it along, <laughs> and you're going to miss it. The word but, of God is being proclaimed to you. God is speaking to you, and you're and you're missing it because your mind is not in the right place. So, what can you do ahead of Mass to get yourself in the right? Frame of mind and Lexia Divina is
1: starts throughout the week a
0: beautiful thing.
1: So then, if you if you do have an emergency on Sunday before you you come to Mass, then you're already prepared. You've already been praying over the Scriptures all week. And then, it, what does it do? It, you know, it's like Sheen says in this book. He says, I, "I love this." He says, "If spiritual starvation is to be relieved,
0: whoa." Spiritual starvation. He's talking.
1: He's looking at the 1900s and saying spiritual starvation exists. He says, if spiritual starvation is to be relieved, it must be largely the work of the laity who are in daily contact with ready starvation's Mm -hmm. victims. Wow. Shots fired Gene. yeah shots fired
0: amazing, yeah, I can't i and i I feel like I've said this a bunch of times now, but but I think so often there's just this sense that the work of the church and the work of evangelization, the work of prayer that is somehow the work of priests, and that's and, it and, and we're just going to tell you what you need to know and then and then you do it, yeah, and it's just not that way it's not it's not meant to be that way um. That from the beginning God has called every single one of us. This is what, especially what came out of the, the Second Vatican Council, the universal call to holiness. Yeah, ex- it precisely. is not something reserved for oh. clerics and for nuns.
1: Everybody is supposed to be a saint. This is uh, what I love about Sheen. Sheen, Fulton Sheen and Frank, Frank Sheed. Sheed, Archbishop Fulton Sheen and Frank Sheed. Both, well, both, 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 of them. both. Yeah.
0: Is that, one a bishop? One a layperson?
1: Yeah. Is they're just reminding us that, exactly that, that we're supposed to be holy, that this is not reserved for other people. It's reserved, it's for every one of us. And so when we take time with the scriptures, when we take time with prayer, when, well, like um, like meditation, like St. Ignatius of Loyola recommends, he, he recommends sitting with the scriptures, reading them, and then imagining them going on.
0: Like thinking, put yourself, put, put yourself yeah. at the Last Supper. Yeah, putting yourself when Jesus heals the demoniac. Yeah, exactly. When he
1: walks on the water out to the boat, or, or, or putting s- yourself at the at the birth. Yeah, at the, the Nativity. Yeah, exactly in Bethlehem. There you are sitting there. You're a donkey watching all this go on, or you're Joseph, or you're the
0: stable, <laughs> and you're just watching all this go on. So, yeah, so we're trying to give you, you know, we just have a few minutes left, but we're trying to give you all, our listeners, uh, just resources to help you grow in your faith. We so deeply, whether here in Payne County or wherever you're listening, we want you to be holy. We want you to be saints. And not just us. Shoot. I mean, that, that's what, it's what God desires of you. Exactly. He's called you from, from the moment you were conceived to be holy, to be a saint. And it's hard to be a saint it's impossible to be a saint if you don't pray, and yeah. so you gotta have you gotta have a strong prayer life. So, what does that look like in your own life? To be thinking about what does that look like in your own life? What are ways in which I can incorporate prayer into yeah. my day, uh, at the beginning, at the middle, at the end, when I'm in the car, uh, whatever that may be, with my spouse. Right. Not enough. We don't have not enough couples that that pray together. Uh, maybe you're not married. Maybe you, but maybe you're in a relationship. You know, are you praying together? I'm praying with your kids kids praying with their parents just people getting together in prayer groups and praying well I we don't I think, do it enough I think people are stage fright
1: of praying because they think they're gonna have to do something for like the next two minutes they're like dear God um and then a long pause our and father they, <laughs> who <are men. laughs> yeah exactly and they throw it in play play ball they they think that that is prayer well take the, the scriptures and learn how Jesus prays to his father. Learn how um, Paul is teaching people how to pray. Uh, the early church and the Acts, the apostles, or the early church fathers, How the, and the mothers and the mystics are teaching people how to pray. Um, pull up uh, Catherine of Siena's uh, famous prayers, Teresa uh When it, it that's in the Catechism, that beautiful prayer. Even Elizabeth. Section Buddha, the four tr- of the
0: Catechism. Section four of the Catechism
1: is on prayer. Ooh. And, and so learn how you know. Take the names. I like one of the things that uh, Abbot Gregory uh, taught us. He's just basic prayer. A conception. A, a conception, conception Abbey. Abbey in Missouri. He did this great line. He says, "You have to know the other person's name." So he just basically took. A marker and wrote the names of God down, lists like mm. Creator, Lord, Savior, My God, My King, Healer of My Soul, and then he said the next thing everybody does throughout the tradition, from the Old Testament still to this day, is does the first thing which thanking God, thank you God, being uh, turning our hearts back to Him. Mm. And yeah, just and start bringing with our gratitude. needs. If you don't know how exactly. to pray,
0: just start with things you're things you're grateful for.
1: And I'm grateful that this time has come to a close. I'm grateful for you, Father Carey.
0: Oh, I'm grateful to be a pastor in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Retweet. What a blessing. What a blessing. So we are the pastors of pain. Thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, tune in next time. Tell your friends. Leave an iTunes review. Oh. All those all those good things. But we will see you next time. May God bless you. Come visit us in Stillwater and pray for us.